Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Time to bring in our good friend Jerry. Great to have you back, my friend. Always a big plus when you're on the other end. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I always enjoy being with you. Anytime you holler at me, I'm, I'm jumping, boy. So always good to be with you. Well, at some point we're going to transition and start talking about the Steelers. But we'll talk about the Open first. This uh, Royal Liverpool Hoya Lake is about as flat a golf course as you're going to find, especially in the Rota. Uh But it also has 34 bunkers and drivable areas. <laughs> What's been your thought watching this so far? You know, I haven't been to uh, Royal Liverpool, and, you know, it's – I think because it's flat, but then St. Andrews is flat, too. And But St. Andrews is nondescript as well. But what I see of um, Royal Liverpool on TV, I kind of like. And I really like that 17th hole, the par 3. Yes. And it's only playing, I think today it played 128. But, you know, the backdrop, it's like an infinity-edge pool. You know, the, you just see the, it just looks like it falls right into the ocean. Of course, it doesn't. Into, into the uh, sea, excuse me. Um, but... No, I, I, I kind of like some of the holes. The the um, the internal out of bounds is curious. You know, it cost Dustin Johnson a number of years ago. He just you know from the fairway just hit it right in there and lost the lost the British Open. Um, you don't see that anywhere internal OB, and yet it, it's on two of the holes. And that 18th hole, I mean, you know, your your drive has to you know stay away from it, and depending on where your drive lands, your second shot has to navigate. So um, I, I just think there's a lot of intriguing shots out there. I think it finishes really good, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yep. But the course itself, you know, it's it, it's somewhat nondescript. But then I say that, and, and some of the other, uh, uh, you know, the first time I was at St. Andrews, Steve, I when I was there, I was out there, and I, I thought, this is it? <laughs> this is it? <laughs> yeah. but, but then when you go around and – you start to appreciate it. And I think the greatest hole, not to get away from, from today, but I still think the greatest hole in golf is the road hole, number 17, yeah. at, at yep. St. Andrews. Uh, uh, you know, because you just don't, you know, you got to play, you, your tee ball has to go over the O and hotel. you got the the uh, the road right behind it with the wall against it. You have the uh, the uh, road hole bunker in front of it. It's just, it's such a cool hole. But that's part of the nuances of St. Andrews. And once you're out there, you see it. You learn to appreciate it, but when you first look at it, you go, "I don't, <laughs> I don't get it," but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, well, when the wind blows, that's when you really get it, and that's right. you know, and that's one thing with Seaside Links. Seventeen, it's a new hole. Next year, it'll be true, and you'll have the postage stamp. Right. What does a short, a shorter par three do to the character of a golf course? You know, Steve, we saw this at, at L.A. North, too, because they had the uh, the one par three that was playing 86 yards the one day. Um, yep. You know, and that was the hole that Ricky Fowler, I don't know, he wasn't joking. He said that the, the, the play might be to lay up there, <laughs> lay up on an 86-yard yeah. hole. So you're, you're not only seeing more of that because what, what else you're seeing are these drivable par fours. And to me, that adds to the character. It certainly adds to the intrigue. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think every hole has to play, every par four has to play minimum 465, although for these guys it's 485. And if you go yeah. back to LA, LA North, Steve, the, the three closing par fours averaged 512 yards. Well, they're talking mm -hmm. about 
um, you know, um, uh, limiting the ball? Well, you're not going to limit the ball when the average par four is playing 512 yards. So right. I, I don't know that length, you know, I'm a big fan of Marion. It's one of my favorite courses, and I'm glad to see they're back in the, quote, U.S. Open rota. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not very long, but it's just angles, and they have a short par three yeah. as well. But I think right. Marion is tremendous, and it's a shot maker's golf course. And um, But it's it they can't even get it to 7,000 yards. Let me uh, give you what I think is the single most intriguing name in the top 20. And he's at two under par, Jordan Spieth. He's right there and didn't make a lot of mistakes today. Yeah, and, and you know, he got off to slow start. He was two over uh, right yep. off the bat, and then he makes five birdies. But, you know, and then he gives one back on 18. Steve, if I had a nickel for every bogey he makes to close a round or higher, I could retire right now. It's amazing to me that he starts getting it going. And then he gives it gives a shot back. Okay, I know it's only Thursday, and it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt. It's not gonna kill him. But um, after missing the cut at the Scottish Open, um, you know, obviously he's comfortable playing link style golf. And I'm with you. Um, you know, tomorrow will be key if he can. Mm-hmm. You know, if he can shoot one or two under and stay a couple within the lead. You know, we'll see what you know what the weather brings. Um, but I'm with you. You know, I'm a big Jordan Spieth guy. Um, but the inconsistency. His ability to to not finish and the inconsistency that creeps in um, is what costs him. But he's he's been striking it very well, and again, you know, he made five birdies after after you know starting plus two. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing Jordan Spieth can do is make birdies with the best of. Guy that has never really been a great finisher, despite being a great talent, is Tommy Fleetwood, and he's right there at the top of the leaderboard. When you've watched Fleetwood's game either on TV or up close. What do you like about it? Well, um, I, I like his aggressiveness and his swing to the point that every time I watch him, I think, oh, my God, in five more years, his back's going to be killing him. But, mm-hmm. you know, an, um, up until about three or four years ago, I used to pick him quite a bit and always in my top three in majors because he was one of those guys that you knew sooner or later he's going to win a major. And But you talk go back to guys who can't finish – that's been his problem, and I, mm-hmm. Tommy Fleet was a great guy. He's like a lot of those European players; they really are. They're great guys, and there be there would just be a tremendous story. You know, he grew up about an hour away from Royal Liverpool, and I, it would just be such it'd be it'd be akin to Shane Lowry winning a, a couple years ago. Um, I just think it would be a tremendous story, and I'd really like to see Tommy Fleetwood win the Open. Roy McIlroy is a great example of it's difficult to win. All the talent in the world right around the neighborhood, and we all know what for nine years he hasn't won one of these. Do you ever wonder about self-imposed pressure on him with with how he plays? Because, I mean, to his credit, I mean, the Scottish Open seemed to loosen him up a little bit this week, and he's even going to 18, so. Yeah, and he said he's, when he was asked what kind of attitude does he want to bring to the British Open, he said carefree because he plays better that way. But sometimes... I think to his detriment that just for example at, at Augusta going you know in the middle of the third round when he's in contention and you know all the pressure on him to finally complete the Grand Slam he does one of those live interviews walking down the fairway with CBS yeah. and I thought I thought man Tiger would never do that Nick Faldo would never do that of course Ben Hogan was before his time he would never do that and I was just shocked and Rory I know he's such a great accommodating guy. But I thought, you know, Roy, don't do that. Just focus on your golf. Don't worry about accommodating CBS and, and 
and always feeling you you have to be kind of the voice of golf and that's that's not a I'm not being critical of him for that I'm just saying I don't think he needs to do that I think put the blinders on uh, adopted a, a little bit of that Nick Faldo Tiger mentality and I think I, I, I think it might you know he'd be better served because of it oh would Nicholas do it right no. exactly Nicholas would not do it either that's exactly right you always have to ask the question, right? Would certain people do it? And if you're asking among the greats, not one of them would do it. That's not, right. even Mickel- not even Mickelson would do it. Yeah, it's the old WWJD. What would Jack do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, what would Jack? Could, that's right. Yeah, what would Jack do? Uh, when it's links golf like this, is this more unpredictable in terms of picking people that can that can be in the winner's circle because they're not used to the style of golf? I, I agree, and I think the tournament over the years, even though there's been some great champions, um, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I mean, uh, Brooks Koepka is, is only he's – he's at minus one. You know, mm-hmm. he'll hunt. Uh, he hasn't been a great links player, but he'll hunt. Um, you know, and, you know, Steve, Scotty Scheffler – for three months, I've been watching him leave it on the edge, stop dead in the hole, cross the yeah. face. I mean, and yet he's on every leaderboard, seven consecutive top fives. And, I mean, if he makes any amount, a decent amount of putts, he's going to win by three or four or five. I mean, it's, it's just amazing when his game is off and he doesn't make putts. And yet there he is always on the leaderboard. And it is just so hard to discount him. He deserves to be number one in the world. I know John Rahm struggled today. Justin Thomas, speaking of struggling, what, plus seven? No. And I think he's still on the golf course, is he not, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, Scotty Scheffler is just so consistently good and such a such a good ball striker. And he was not hitting it well today. And, and you know, he still finishes minus one. He's, you know, always right where he kind of needs to be after one round. My friend, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes today. I really appreciate it. Well, Steve, you know, I always enjoy talking to you, and I hope to catch up with you soon, my friend. We'll talk about Steelers next time through. How about that? You, you got it. Go I go to camp in six days. Oh, there we go. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> See you, Steve. Bye now.